a very good evening to listeners to the Dominican.net radio and to Q95FM radio station in the Commonwealth of Dominica. Let me say a very special welcome to you on this, the TDN radio this week in interview. It is Wednesday, the 19th day in the month of September 2012. This evening, we will be discussing the recently elected uh, president of Dominica or the process through which uh, the most uh, recent election of uh, Mr. Eliud Williams and how he became president of Dominica. We have with us a panel this evening that will be looking into the election of uh, Mr. Williams as president. We'll be discussing the process and of course as always we'll be welcoming our listeners to join in the conversation on this very critical area of national interest. Um, before we go into that discussion though, I just wanted to, on behalf of the TDN staff and of course all the people of Dominica, I wish to congratulate at this time Dr. Carissa Etienne as she assumes the position of a director of PAHO. Dr. Etienne was elected earlier this evening in Washington, D.C. as the next director of the Pan American Health Organization. This is the highest ranking UN body in Latin America. She defeated some three other well-qualified candidates for the post. So we certainly would like to send out our con congratulations to Dr. Etienne on achieving such a very high honor. Certainly all of Dominica is proud and we say very well done. All right, so as we start this evening uh, discussing uh, the, the issue that's on everybody's mind, of course, uh, the elections that took place on Monday concerning uh, the new president. And just in the, in the interest of full disclosure, I must say that uh, after my conversation last week with the opposition leader, Ms. Honorable Hector John, I spoke with the Speaker of the House, uh, Ms. Alex Boyd-Knight, and I invited her to this program tonight, but she turned uh, down the invitation. I invited Ms. Alex Boyd-Knight to explain to the Dominican people exactly what happened, exactly why the Constitution was interpreted in the manner it was interpreted, and to get her take on it. But she indicated to me that she was not prepared to do so, that I would have to wait, or oh, all of Dominica, in fact, would have to wait for the Hansard, which is the official records of the House of Assembly, and that those records will be coming out soon. In fact, they were working very hard to make sure that the Dominican public got the records of the Hansard, which would outline everything that transpired as far as the house of fast parliament was concerned i must say that i expressed my disappointment with that i thought that it would have been good to hear directly from her as to why she the motivation behind the process and what went into it um, but we will not have that discussion unfortunately but we have with us a very good um, panel this evening and of course you the listeners as we discuss this very critical issue and let me say a very good evening at this time to the members of the panel Welcome. Hi, hi. Yes, welcome, yes, gentlemen. Okay, um, let me just introduce, or rather you just introduce yourselves. I can tell you that we have with us um, three outstanding gentlemen that will be discussing the issue tonight. We have uh, joining us from New York, uh, Mr. Marlon Giraudel, who, who is currently in New York. Uh, we have uh, Mr. Sam Judge, who is out there in Texas, and right here in Washington, D.C., Dr. Emmanuel Finn. Welcome, gentlemen. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Good evening. Thank you. 
All right, gentlemen, it's great. As I indicated previously, um, this is an, a matter of critical importance, and I know that everything that went down on, on Monday, a lot of disappointment, a lot of heartbreak, a lot of concern being expressed about the process. And uh, to kind of get the ball rolling tonight, gentlemen, I would just like your, your take. I will go around um, to each of you and just give me your initial thoughts on what you think about the process and what happened with the election of the president of Dominica. We could start with, with Malone. Okay, hi. Yes, uh, good, good evening to Dominicans listening at home and abroad. Yes, uh, my initial take on the matter, um, when I first heard of this um, issue, I, I, like many people out there, I thought that um, the president had already resigned prior to the consultation and that the prime minister was just refusing to um, show Hector the letter. But um, a lot of us were surprised to learn that the that the president was going to resign on Monday. So that was kind of like a slap in the face for even his own supporters who were who were out there defending and assuming that yes they had the letter, but then they were trying to say that no law dictates that Hector should see the letter. So you know it was um, very alarming to learn that. The president was going to resign on this very same day that he was going to be voted and elected. So um, I really don't know why, what the rush to um, install this new president. I mean, if they were, if they were, if they were as honorable as they should be, then all they had to do was just say, "Okay, um, we let's just do it the right way." For once, agree with the opposition. I mean, Elliot Williams would be president anyways. He would just be president probably two, three weeks later. But he would be president because they have the majority votes in the House. So all they had to do was follow Section 19.1 and begin the consultation process like they should have done in the first place and just correct the little error and in the interest of people, um, uh, in the interest of the Constitution and following what the Constitution says. You know, it. I I really don't see what this two to three weeks extra would have done to them. You know, to just follow the law. Okay, I very well. Coming here. This is Sam, by the way, and in the interest of full disclosure, let me say that I do work with TDN and Radio, and as a matter of fact, I'm the producer for this show. But um, you know, from the beginning, or from when this. This, this issue first started as a controversy and uh, also TDN Radio carries Matt in the morning so you can imagine that we hear everything from the beginning when it starts so um, when this issue first came up and I started hearing you know um, from the Prime Minister's every statement he made after the fact um, the one that that caught my interest or, or made me you know, take more interest in the whole whole issue is when he said that he's not going to let Dominic not have a president for one day, which, and I found that to be quite strange since the Constitution allows for, for, for a 14-day period. Um, so my question really is, what was the rush about? Um, you know, is there something that needs to be done within that, that and the president needs to do before, you know, or something. What What is the rush? What, what's going on here? So, you know, 
Dr. Finn? Yeah. Um, hi there. Um, this is Emmanuel Finn in Washington. Um, just, just, I just want to um, echo something before I get into the subject matter at hand. And it's really um, come back to Dr. Etienne for this accepting to, to get this nomination, this Lord as the Pan-American Health Organization Director. This is quite, quite big for us as a small country. And, um, of course, I'm quite sure we'll be seeing her in a week or two and expressing our our excitement and congratulations to her. It, 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 it does dawn on me. Today I was at the bank and I told the, the lady at the bank, I'm from Dominica, and she says, Dominican Republic, and I have to give a whole history of where Dominica is. So this is quite an observation, <laughs> you know, and I'm quite sure you guys get that often. So, um, uh, sure, a lot of there's a lot of successful people, and so let me just um, piggyback on the issue at hand here. And so um, we, you know, we this success runs through Dominica, and as you know, Dr. Etienne from a small community on the coast, Maho, to achieve such um, accolades on the world stage, I think it's it, it, it really, we can backpedal to what's currently happening in Dominica right now, where um, in spite of political differences, People always found a way to come together in spite of differences. So I'm really baffled at what's going on here right now. It's really, really sad, and really our heart bleeds for for Dominica. Um, but I think there are two losses here, two losers here. In Dominica itself, which obviously means us at home and abroad, and our island home, and also Mr. Williams himself. I think in the whole process, I think he's a loser. He has lost a man of an, an impeccable record of service to his country, got embroiled in this melee, in this mess. And really, you feel sorry for him. I would have hoped that along the way, he would have just stepped aside and said, thank you, Mr. Prime Minister. I would, I appreciate the fact that you nominated me, but... Uh, the larger picture is that he got elected to such a distinguished position in such an undistinguished and undignified way. So, for all, when all is said and done, Elizabeth Williams will be seen as the, as the president who was elected controversially. And I don't think he needs that. I don't worry about Roosevelt Garrett. I think his, his world is controversy. And I don't see Roosevelt Garrett as a leader. He's He's the political leader of the Labour Party. I don't see him as the Prime Minister of Dominica. Uh, yes, he does have the title, but a title just just is just that. And I think, you know, where do we go from there? As a people, as a small nation, as a small island nation, it really, really speaks loud and clear. I'm not sure who's advising him, just Garrett, or anybody's advising him. But I think you need to step back and understand what he's doing to himself, his legacy, and more than that, what he's doing to our country. I don't think they're winners here at all. I think we've all lost. And yeah, Dr. Finn, I, I, I certainly agree with that assessment. Um, you know what, in fact, I think when it all comes down to it, it comes down to leadership. And, you know, whether you like Mr. Skerritt or you don't like him, or whether you care for his policies or not, when when people do things like that or when people who are supposed to be leaders 
do things in such a manner, it just takes away the power from everything they've done. From everything they've done. And you wonder, you begin to wonder, if you were not already wondering, um, what kind of leadership, what kind of, what direction is the country headed? Or, or you know. So, I guess it's time for Dominicans, it's, well, it's past time that Dominicans open their eyes and stop saying that we like our PM no matter what. And look at the big picture. Look at what's going to happen 10, 15 years from the road. Are you going to be in the same position? Or are you going to be better off? Yeah, I think I think it's time for a new sense of order. Um, and knowing Dominican politics, we have to realize what's happening on the ground. Um, in fact, I just wrote a piece this week which will be for the um, Sun newspaper, which will come at least about uh, poverty as a political tool. It should be in the next week's edition. Um, and, and I think that's the talk for the matter. Um, you know, I was also talking to Dr. Fontaine yesterday when I told him I saw the pictures on DNO. I was really disappointed in the amount of people who came out um, for the demonstration that the, the opposition um, calls for, at least the, the, the gathering. And I think partly it's because um, everybody's in, the world is in a recession, and as you know, the reality on the ground at home is that if you side with the opposition, you're pretty much toast. Your, your, your father, your brother, who is a civil servant. And so that's the reality. Um, uh, with that situation, I would I would even add that many of the police officers you see there, uh, uh, these are bright people, you know, but obviously they have a job to do, uh, and they're there. I'm not sure where we go from there. Yes, I'm not even sure. Doctor Finn, let's talk a little bit about that. Let's talk a little bit about that because this was a very ugly, ugly, ugly picture that was painted yesterday when I saw police officers with cameras pointed at fellow Dominicans exercising the constitutional rights. I mean, this hearkens to a day of the Soviet Union, a day in Cuba, where people have do not have the freedom of expression. And the last I checked, Dominica was a democracy. Where people were free to express themselves. Yet you have these police officers recording people's faces for what? And I can understand that a public servant would not want to go out there for fear of losing their jobs. Already in the country, this government has failed to create jobs for its people. So it makes sense. So I am not too concerned about the numbers of people who showed up. I understand the fear under which people operate in Dominica. And it, it, only, it was only highlighted to me when I saw the kind of, of strong tactics that is being employed by this administration. And I think it is time that the Prime Minister Skerritt gets this message loud and clear that he has to stop from doing this nonsense that he is doing in Dominica, that Dominica is a democracy and that people have a right to express themselves, especially when the very instrument upon which this constitution is built, this country is built, the constitution of Dominica is being tossed aside. And I think enough is oh. enough, and it is time that the people of Dominica stand up and say that enough is enough, that this prime minister has done oh. enough to well, well, put I've the constitution given, down. I've given up on the as the, the, the leader of the country. I see him as the political leader of the United Workers' Party not the leader of the country, the two are not mutually exclusive. So you I don't give up I'm so giving up as a leader for our people our country. So that I have passed that. Uh, you know, that's that's not an issue for me. That's not an issue. I think I think going back to the whole issue of police officers and the force, these guys are working. These ladies are working. And, you know, it's a hierarchical system. They take the command from 
the senior officers and they're working. So I sympathize with them. What I'd like to convey to them in a very, very strong way that um, when it comes to force, just be careful they don't use deadly force on Dominicans. That's the whole show. That's scary nonsense, puppy show crap, you know, pushing two officers, just taking pictures. That's about no. I'm, not, I'm not concerned about that. Some of the police officers that you see, I, I was looking at the pictures as well, and some of them are, 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 are well-known um, Puerto labor writers, and uh, one of them and promoted um, over other people. Um, they get political promotions, get political appointments. They, they, I mean, there was one of them I saw missing at the Marigot um, police station and, and said that he accidentally for it in the garbage bin and there was this investigation and it, it was um, decided that he had to pay back the money and he he was not dismissed from the force. He he they kept him there and you know he has he, he even got promoted. So these are the people that they usually send out to the demonstration because these are their foot soldiers. They, they oh, well I am not there also I'm not concerned with these guys. This guy do one if they do one thing, like um take out the Dominican um fatally, the whole country is gonna erupt. So this guy that's just a bunch of show and tell. And then this guy should be aware of that. And if they want the country to erupt in flames, I think they better be very careful what they're doing. Um again, it goes back to the whole command and command and, and, and control system, which is the police has, doesn't have. The fact managed to just care that taking over the police department. So, you know, if you look at Haiti, if you look at all the other places in the world where the politicians have taken over the military and the police, this is just a powder keg boiling, just a matter of time before it comes to a boil. We don't want to tell Dominica, but just a matter of time before it happens. So, um, you know, I have lots of friends in the police department. These guys are working. Overwhelming majority of the police department are law-abiding people who go about doing their work. Of course, there are some, you know, who are politically promoted, and they're henchmen and hitmen. So you, you expect that. So I'm not concerned about that. I think I think the issue here is um, if a government, a country deserves a government, it gets it votes, and if if Dominica wants to retain scary tenant government, then there's nothing much we can do about this. All we can do is pretty much just point out what what the situation is and hopefully history will take care of that. I'm not sure at some point scary must step down must step down. That's the process. The Dafi stepped down after forty years. Um Mubarak. Now he's dying in a hospital like a rat. He stepped down after twenty years of vindictive vicious Duvalier in Haiti. Um Idi Amin in Nigeria, uh, uh, Mobutu in the Congo. So it's not a matter, it's just a matter of time that Kerit will go about his business. Even in our own short history, Patrick John. So, so I don't, I'm not worried about that. History is there to guide us. What I'd like to do, what I would hope, is that our country doesn't incinerate with this nonsense of going on. And I think they're really, really pushing the limits. I don't know who is advising those Kerit, but I mean, whoever is inviting them, I hope he's not Reggie Austria and some of the other characters that he has on, on, on his cabinet, because quite frankly, this is the wrong place. This is the wrong, this is the wrong approach 
to government. Okay, uh, Dr. Finn, um, in case you're just joining us, you are listening to this week in interview. We're talking to a panel consisting of Dr. Emmanuel Finn, Mr. Mullen Girardel, rather, and uh, Mr. Sam George. And we are talking about the elections of the president of Dominica and the current political situation in Dominica as we see it. We would certainly like to hear from you, the listener. Of course, if you're calling from Dominica, you can join the conversation. The number to call if you would like to talk to us and you're calling from Dominica we have a local number for you that's 442-1211 442-1211 if you're calling from overseas the number to call 202-525-7231 okay we have our first caller on the line um, alright I think we just missed him we'll ask you to, to please call again alright here we go okay good evening caller welcome Hello, good evening. Yes, good evening, caller, and welcome to, to you. And good evening to you, and good evening to your guest. Very interesting topic. The people of Dominica, we are not opposed to the candidate that uh, Mr. Skerritt was putting forward. What the people of Dominica is opposed to is in the manner in which it is being done. The Constitution makes provision for the leader of the country to consult with the leader of the opposition in uh, terms of there. putting forward a candidate to be elected as the president of the Commonwealth of Dominica. But Mr. Skerritt is on record by saying to us as Dominicans, no law, including the Constitution, will prevent him from doing what he wants. And so therefore Mr. Skerritt sits in the Parliament of Dominica illegal, on top of that, he have placed an illegal commissioner of police on the backs of the people of this country without consultation with the leader of the opposition, although the constitution makes provision for him to consult. And then he goes on to, to, to put in place a president on the back of the people of this country. Mr. Skerritt has 18 seats. It's not to say it's a one-seat majority. 18 seats. But yes, this man just ignored the Constitution. And you know, when things are wrong, Mr. Skerritt runs and he talks about the Constitution and so forth. And when he wants it his way, then he trumps on the Constitution of this country. Okay? I am saying, I was present at the... Um, at the... At the... Um, at the demonstration. Thing, that... that, that Excuse at the demonstration. And there were police officers with camera left, right, and center taking off people's pictures to do what? Just to bring for Mr. Skerritt so he can see what's in the demonstration. So what I did, I took my Blackberry and I removed their picture too. And the insulting thing about it is Dominicans could not pass to go to the parliament. They prevented people from going to the parliament of Dominica. And while we could not walk from one area, which is by Fort Chong Hotel, to the parliament building, the police officers were opening the barriers for Chinese who were not going to the parliament building and allowing the Chinese to go through. I mean, Mr. Skerritt has got... When are we going to stop Mr. Skerritt from trumping on the rights of the people? You know, Kola, I share your outrage. I, I certainly share your outrage. I think um, this government is, has overstepped. They've gone I, too far, I, I, and it's time that, that we Mr. call them to account. Mr. Savre in 1979 brought the Patrick John administration. You remember that? 
And today, Mr. Savra is the Minister of National Security. And instead of standing up for the people of Dominica, who is putting a salary in his pocket, who is providing a salary for him every month, what did he do? He sent the entire police force on the people. I mean, these people, they have got to stop. And Dominicans must stand up and let Mr. Skerritt know this is our country and we are not going to allow you to continue to trump on our rights. We are not going to uh, continue to, to allow you to, to insult us and so forth. I mean, I am just pissed off and I am mad because why? The whole world is laughing at us as a people, as a country, as a nation, all because of a little boy, an irresponsible element and a nuisance to the community and the country, Dominica. Thank you and good evening. Okay, thank you very much, caller. Um, certainly, as I said, I share your outrage. I think that Dominicans, the threshold for what we can take is, cert is certainly coming to, to a boil. I think this is nonsense and it has to stop. It has to stop. We can't, it seems that we are becoming a police state, right? Dr. Finn, um, Malone, what's your, what's, what's your view on this? Um, the police, well, let me first talk about the crowd. I saw different pictures. I got a picture today from a different angle, which actually gave me a, a, a better view. And I think that the crowd, even if it was not as big as we expected, it was encouraging. Um, because then in my situation back home, people are afraid to lose their jobs and people are afraid of being victimized. I saw more people... Yesterday, at the demonstration that we would have seen at previous demonstrations. Okay, so the numbers are increasing. And um, I think, I mean, a matter for a matter, okay, with respect to the Constitution, that, you know, some people might just figure, because I have people say, oh, that's a non issue, that's not, not, that's not anything big. Yesterday, we, I, I find a lot of people came out, and, um, and I think if there will to be another demonstration to do with some some bread and butter issue, some 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 real <laughs> thing that really hits home. I think I think we will see a lot of people in the streets of of um, Roso. And with respect to the boiling point, well, I think um, scary it is testing the water there. And I think that presidency thing, I think scary uses as another opportunity to test Dominicans to see how much they're willing to accept. Because like I said, that this is something that he could have corrected easily and it would not change who he wants to be president and whatever they plan to do after he becomes president. It would not change. It, it would have just delayed the process by about three to four weeks. So I think scares and then they're constantly testing the people to see how much they can take, how much they will take. So they will know what next to do, you know. But I, I, I think they will get a surprise in the end. I, I, I think one day, when they least expect, they will get a, a very big surprise. And, and the same way the people in 1979 were surprised, I think they will get another surprise. Not, you know, probably not bloodshed and all of that, you know, and all, all of that stone throwing, but it's very easy to full of the shoots of Rosal. Well, okay, Malo, let's let's take this um this caller. We have we have an, another caller online. Okay, we seem to have lost the caller. All right, let's let's see if okay. we can get it. Yes, good evening, caller. You are live. Go ahead, please. Yes, good evening, caller. Yes, good evening. Yes, Thompson is me again. Mm -hmm. Yes, good evening. The Constitution must be respected and must be upheld. 
And when you have a leader that will tell you no law, including the Constitution, will stop him from doing what he wants, is a dictator. We are being, Dominica is a police state now. We have a Nazi party in Dominica. And I hope America is listening. I hope the world is looking at Mr. Skerritt as to what he's doing with the people. The fact of the matter is that this president is, will be serving for one year. We are building a state palace while the hospital in Dominica haven't got paracetamol, while there is no bandage at the Princess Margaret Hospital, while our roads are in worse condition, while um, parents are concerned about school windows are falling, toy and toilets, there's no toilet paper in the school and so forth. There is a lot of things happening in the country. The banana industry is in crisis. People are just cannot push their hands in their pockets and spend, but ministers of government are building expensive homes, driving expensive vehicles, and, and, and you have to be red or else you're dead. I mean, I mean we, 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 we really need to stand up and we need to remove Roosevelt's carriage at all costs. We need to remove Russell's carriage, and I'm saying that because if this man continue in office, our children and our children, children will hold us responsible, and they will never have a good future. I mean, our forefathers stood up for us, and so forth, and that's why we, we, we are here today. I mean, we cannot allow one man, one man, to continue to just trump on the rights of the people of this country. This is a dictator. Look at the friends that this man is dealing with. Look, just look at the friends that this man is dealing with. And this building a state palace. You think he's building a state palace for, for president? Just watch and see who will be sitting in that state palace. I'm being told that the constitution is being reviewed and they are making some amendments. And the amendments, I understood that they are making, will not perhaps see another general election. Okay? We will not see a general election. So, Dominicans, we have to do everything within our powers. We must not be afraid to stand up to Roosevelt Carey. Jehovah God did not give us a spirit of fear, and we should not have one man fearing us. Mr. Skerritt should be living in fear, because Mr. Skerritt knows the kind of things that he's doing that is not wrong. And you know they are fighting that they cannot lose an election, because why? Their palm of their hands are not clean. They have accounts that they cannot be accounted for. They are ministers of government who are giving contract to their friends. When you see caterpillars and dumpers and backhoes operating and so forth, it belongs to ministers of government. Government. These people, they are just bleeding the country. They are prostituting the country. They are raping the country. Oh my God, it's just a moment of time, but I will not stop speaking. I will speak until I have the last breath on me, instead of me. Because I think what is happening in this country is wrong, and when a thing is wrong, it must be condemned. And another thing he's doing, anytime you oppose to him, they send people to call you. They either want to put you on a board, either they want to give your child a scholarship, either they want to give you some money either they want to fix your shop for you or they want to fix your home because they think it's everybody that they can buy is just a moment of time for those irresponsible elements we have in government in dominica thank you well caller we certainly appreciate your input we appreciate your voice we appreciate your passion for your for your for our country and i believe that we need more patriots to stand up against what is going on in dominica um this country is headed in all the wrong directions and i think it's time that people of conscience speak up and speak out against what we're seeing in dominica we have a problem there dr fountain and the problem is we've created a welfare state 
or we're pretty close to creating one when people can, you know, walk up to the steps of ministry and get a check for not doing any work. <laughs> Despite the fact that there's no work in the country, but what about creating your own work? You know, there's lots of farmland in Dominica that's not being used. Go plant something. Try something. You know, grow your own food. You know, when you have to, when you decide that you're going to just sit back at home or you're going to pull up on the block and then every whatever day is Wednesday or Thursday, whatever the day is, you go up Red Clinic and you get your check. What do you think these people are going to do? People are not interested in working right now. They are just interested in, you know, and these are the ones who are, who are, you know, in, in, in full match with the current administration. Okay. You know, this is, I, I mean, my article, um, again, it's poverty is, and I'll send you that poverty, poverty as a political tool. You know, that is, that is this is a minor thing. This is, this is used by many subversive governments all over the world. And obviously, it has, has taken a page from that. I just want to call, tell a gentleman who just called a while ago, that um, do not get intimidated by the police, but at the same time, don't do anything that the police will try to intimidate or, you know, or hurt you in any way. I mean, they're doing a job, and they're taking orders. Unfortunately, there are few ones that are pretty much in Roosevelt's scared pocket. That's, 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 that's expected, but do not get intimidated. And the, the, the fact that the Roosevelt is going to, um, he said something, um, we may not have a democratic election in, in Dominica. That's nonsense. You know, that's nonsense. I mean, the world is watching what Dominic, what's happening in Dominica, and certainly we're doing our part. Uh, we're in, here in Washington. We're doing our part in, um, in, in, in telling the world what's happening in Dominica. So we want to be patient. We wouldn't want to repeat of 1979 again. We wouldn't want to repeat of 1979 again. I think it's counterproductive. Dr. Quinn, so, let's, let's take this caller. If you want to hold, hold on to your foot, and we'll be right back with you. Good evening, caller. Yeah. Yeah, good evening, Dr. Fogden. How are you doing? Okay, doing well. Thank you. Yeah, and good evening to um, Dr. Finn and to the other gentleman and to my brother Marlon here there. Um, Dr. Finn, what we see happened um, here on Monday in Dominica. It was, it was a sad day for Dominica with a number of sad days to follow um, with the way in which our constitution was trodden on the foot as it were, trampled upon, disregarded. Um, it's interesting to hear what the Honorable Attorney General had to say on the animal program on Saturday gone, um, where he referred to the, the letter that the, the President purportedly wrote to the Prime Minister, as well as the letter that the Prime Minister wrote to the Speaker informing her of the, the President's illness. And he's, um, unable, and he's been unable to continue his job. He referred to these two letters as um, red herring. He referred to these letters as an attempt to pull wool over the eyes of people. Because according to the AG, and rightfully so, the only letter of significance would be a letter coming from the president to the speaker in accordance to Section 119 of our Constitution. Okay? So when we heard this from the AG, it's further confirmation that they are well aware of the fact that they are 
disregarding the, the requirements of the Constitution because uh, the alternative argument has been put before them, or the alternative suggestion, rather, whereby since the president indicated that he was sick and unable to continue his term, he could have gone on sick leave, and while he's on sick leave, the parliament, in accordance to Section 28B, appoints an acting president. So while the president is on sick leave, we have an acting president, Thompson. The president during his time on sick leave, the, the president during his time on sick leave can then resign. While he resigns, according to 19, section 19 of the constitution kicks in, where the consultation process begins because we have an acting president. So they're concerned about not having a president for one day. And can be dealt with yes, scholar, but, but what do you what do you make of that? That's kind of strange. That's not in the constitution. It allows for a vacancy. It allows for vacancy of a period exactly. of time. So I don't yes, understand where this notion came out, and that seems to be the justification that they're using. There shall be a president, meaning no, forever or <laughs> in all times. Y yes, but but also, um, Thompson, our constitution says that there shall be an ombudsman. And for 34 years, we have not had an ombudsman. So uh, I, I, support, I support what you're saying. But I also am, am of the view, Thompson, that in the Constitution, there are clear provisions to deal with that situation. That is why I'm, we were suggesting Section 28B. Because, Thompson, their argument was that if the president goes on sick leave and he appoints somebody to act on his behalf, if he resigns while he's on sick leave, the person that will be appointed must also go with his resignation, okay? And we can give them that, that argument. But that is according to Section 28A. They are deliberately um, not reading to the people Section 28B, where it's instead of the president appointing somebody to act on his behalf, the parliament would do that. So when the president resigns, because the acting appointment was made by the parliament, the person would continue to act. You, you understand, Thompson? Absolutely. So when the, the speaker comes and, and gives us the, that argument that they cannot go along that route and only quotes 28A and not quote 28B, okay, that is why it's against this background. I am very convinced that the Constitution makes clear provision to deal with a situation like that, Thompson. But what we saw is a blatant disregard by the government to do things back to front, upside down. You know, and, and Thompson, I do not know if you have the clipping of um, Sir Brian Arlene's statement, the statement that he was bashed for and, and maligned by, by Reginald Ostry, who told him basically to go and hide in his toilet in his house in Mont Daniel. You know, you, you need to probably play the remarks by um, Sir Brian Arlene, you know, so that people could hear his argument, his legal argument, you know, in accordance with, with, with the constitution, the constitutional requirements. So, you know, the, the process has been flawed, and as a caller before made the point, we have no problems with the candidate in terms of his qualification and his fitness to hold the office of president. But clearly, the, the, the process has been flawed, and, and we have had, we have a problem with that flawed unconstitutional process, because we, we see it as signs of things to come. We see it as a continuation of the, the declaration of the Prime Minister that no law can prevent him from doing what he wants. Callers before me have, have articulated the number of occasions where they, he clearly contravened the, the, the Constitution. And as you have expressed, Thompson, you know, we need really...
to put an urgent stop to that. And uh, just in conclusion, Johnson, I really want to congratulate and thank all the people who turned out to the demonstration to support our fight, our struggle to uphold the integrity of our constitution. Um, um, I feel encouraged, although, you know, we can, we'll all would like to see much bigger crowds, you know, but I feel encouraged that the momentum is building, that the people who are in attendance understand the issues, you know, talking to them, you see that they have a clear understanding of the issues based on their, their listening to Q95 and, and reading other um, information that would help them to understand the issues and so on. So I, I've, I was very encouraged by that and I, I, I'm seeing, I'm noticing that the numbers are growing. So we just have to keep the struggle on. It's, it's a lot of work, you know, but we just have to keep our shoulders to the wheel. Thanks a lot for the opportunity, Thompson. And Marlon, I hope to be hearing from you soon, my brother. Okay, thank you very much, Color. The number to call for four two if you're in dominica if you're outside of dominica you can reach us at two zero two five two five seven two three one that's two zero two five two five seven two three one so um Thompson, what i was saying before the, the the last caller um checked in here was i believe i was saying that um at some point um government change and i would hate to see the situation in Dominica, there's a repeat of, of May 79. I don't think, I think that, I don't think that'll be good for us because in the end, I think the whole country will lost, you know, whether you on this side of the ledger, whether you're on this side in terms of the politics. I think, I just, I just think leaders should lead. That's what I think. Um, and I don't think God is leading right now. I think his arrogance has overtaken him. And the, the sad story here is that here's this young man was a chance to mold the nation, bring the nation together. I mean, you know, democracy is messy. And I, I just, for my life, I don't understand what's going on here. Okay, you know, Dr. Finn, let's, let's take this other caller. Um, good yeah. evening, caller. Go, go ahead, please. Yes, it's me again. I just want to support the last caller there, Thompson, because Mr. Skerritt has told us no law, including the Constitution, will stop him from doing what he wants with the people of this country. And not only that, he stood up in the Parliament of Dominica and he told us, Madam Speaker, but this country is too free. This country is too free. The people of Dominica, they are too free. So Mr. Skerritt does not want us to be free, so he wants to put us in a cage and do what he wants with us. And he continues to insult us. He called um, the, um, the Christian brothers, Gabriel Christian and his brothers, he, he, he called them all sorts of names and denigrate them, right? And, and, and called Lennox Linton a suicide bomber. You know, a, a man of, Lenox, of, of that caliber, Lennox Linton, if it was not for Lennox Linton after God, I don't know what would happen to Dominica. You turn around and you call him a suicide bomber. The former prime minister of the Commonwealth of Dominica, Patrick Roland John, who brought Dominica into the independent, had a discussion with this man. And after that, this man went out publicly to say what was the discussion between Patrick John and himself. And this man just continued to insult the people of Dominica. It is time that we need to root up this man out of office. We just really need to. And not only he, you know, he and his entire cabinet. You have a minister there, Reginald Austria. He has no respect for the people of this country. He has no respect for his colleague. He has no respect for the constitution. He has no respect for himself. What can you say to a man like Brian Allen, who served the country at the highest level? Go and sit in your home, in, in your toilet, and so forth. 
right? And then you turn around and you're saying we should all support the president and have respect for the president. I mean, these people, they're just not, the word honorable is just not suiting these people. And I wonder how these people go into bed and sleep at night. I just wonder how they are going to bed and how they are sleeping at night. Thank you. Okay, thank you very much, Color. You are listening to this week in interview, the number 44. Two one two one one four four two one two one one or two zero two five two five seven two three one. Yes, Doctor Finn, you you were making a contribution right before the caller. Yeah, I was just saying that it, you know I hope the situation doesn't come to a boil and we have a repeat of nineteen seventy nine because I don't think anybody will benefit from that. Certainly, our country will lose. Um, who knows? Roosevelt carried might might take the next flight or the next secret flight out. So I don't think, you know, I'm not concerned about what politicians say publicly. I mean, that's what, that's their forte. I'm not concerned what Reggie Austri says. I would certainly, Reggie Austri, in terms of professionalism, in terms of decorum, certainly cannot match Brian Allen. So I don't think I'll really, I don't really, it's just a distraction. I w- wouldn't really concentrate on what people like uh, Reggie Austri says. Maybe it's just me. I don't know. Um, I would really like to concentrate on the meat of the matter. I wouldn't write, <laughs> you know, maybe, I don't know. The, the, the fact of the matter is that, you know, I have a whole formula there, is that if you shout at somebody's death all the time, they're not going to hear. You can shout all you want until your lungs get blown off. And that's how I see a lot of these folks who are just shouting. Um, yeah, definitely, Dr. Phil. I, wanna, I concur with you in terms of what politicians um, say publicly. Yeah. They um, say that stuff to appease their... Yeah, yeah. I think I think I think the issue here is that what it like. I was just talking about Scary. I mean, he has a chance to really put. I mean, you're gonna get back and forth. Democracy is messy. Democracy is loud. You know, the, democracy is confusing. But that's what leadership is all about. Because yeah. in democracy in democracy in politics, you know, you co- you go from the extreme ends and you meet the middle. And you know, and it's okay to give and take. You're gonna lose some. You're gonna win some. The whole thing, like, stay up on the hill on your macho and beating your chest and saying, you know, I'm king of king, lord of lord. Many of folks have done that before, all in the media demise, you know. Um, but then again, you know, when the arrogance of power takes hold, it's, it's intoxicated. It's intoxicating and everybody's asleep, everybody's intoxicated. And, you know, when you're intoxicated, you know your faculties are not there. And this is what happened to, 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 to Paul. I think Machiavellian told you that, everybody else, you know, has written about that. Um, Okay, I, I, um, Dr. Finn, we have yet another caller. If you want to hold on to that thought, let's take yeah, this caller. Yeah, good evening, yeah. caller. Uh, good evening to you, Thompson. Nice speaking to you and um, have you so close by it in terms of communication. Thank you for the work you're doing and the others in the, in the overseas territories. Uh, Thompson, my concern is um, particularly as regards to the role of the church and when i say the church i'm talking about the people that belong to the faith that was once for all delivered to the saints um some time ago thompson i read the scripture second samuel 23 verse 3 that states and it's the scenario in which david is about to die and he's handing over to his son solomon and he's instructing his son and it has been said when someone is about to die, that's when they probably say the most important thing. And the instruction that he gave Solomon was this. He said to him that the one who rules over men must be just, ruling in the fear of God. 
And I got that revelation while I was searching the scriptures in year 2000, the very day that Rosie Douglas died. And I asked myself the question, Lord, are you saying that you want righteous people to rule our nation? That, and then I read it over again, and that, 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 this, this is what came to me. The one who rules over men must be just. Ruling the fear of God, not the fear of the IMF, not the fear of the World Bank, not the fear of the WTO and those other organizations that, that, that hold our countries hostage. And Thompson, this, this was in 2000. I am completely convinced that the Lord Jesus Christ wants to rule our nation with God-fearing people. I am of the opinion, if you do not have the fear of God and you are not just, you do not rule in the fear of God, you are not qualified to rule the nation. Recently, I heard the Prime Minister quoting from Romans 13. And if I'm correct, I think he was dealing with the situation about taxes because some people are calling for the removal of the VAT and of course you know Roman um, 13 talks about obedience to authorities and to pay tribute which is taxes but what he does not say is that Roman 13 speaks about godly authority and the only power and authority to obey is that which complies with the power and the authority of God that is what Romans 13 is about it is the authority that complies with the law of God. It is an authority that rewards good behavior and punishes evil, evil, evil doers. We have the reverse in Dominica. You have um, evil behavior allowed to 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 be to to you know to escape. Look at the Gone Emmanuel situation. The most powerful thing you can get as evidence is a confession. And to this day, this man's matter has not been dealt with. So when it is convenient, these people quote scripture to try to subdue you. And um, Thompson, I just want to encourage you to continue doing the things that you do. And I want you to know every day I pray for you. As a matter of fact, I just did my 9 o'clock watch and I mentioned your name. And others that are part of the, the those that are advocating for justice and righteousness in our country. So God bless you and make you a blessing. Bye-bye. Okay, thank you very much, Carlos. Certainly appreciate that. Uh, appreciate your concern, of course, your your depth and your caring for Dominica. And I believe that you know all people of conscience of Dominica, as I said before, need to stand up. What is happening to Dominica is not right. What is going on in Dominica certainly demands the attention of every right-thinking Dominican. And whilst it is okay for Prime Minister Scary to do what it does, my biggest concern is that the people stand by and allow that nonsense to continue. We have another caller on the line. Good evening, caller. Yeah, good night, Thompson. Very good night to you, sir. Yo, Thompson. Yes, go ahead, please. Yeah. Another caller said, um, talk about the, the ministers for projects. They bring excavators and all this heavy equipment. Equipment that costs sometimes half a million dollars piece. Sometimes I complain this is the night of the hurricane. I've heard a few equipment left the port without custom officer, without quarantine and so. I left the port for Minister Nant and one of the government advisors. He left the, the port after eating the night and this time we had a hurricane warning. Now I understand this week another one came in and this is as I said, a cost, the cost over 500,000. Eh? 
and he brought in a network equipment, but this time I think because of what they do, they left it on the compound still and probably decided to take it after the workers leave the port. Now, you're talking about over a million dollars worth of equipment by one man. He has a lot of equipment already. And these are the people that these are the people that benefiting, you know. I watched this man smiling from Parliament on Monday and it really, really hurt me to see that highness smile on this man's face, you know. Right? You know what I think on my car, Thompson? Let me, let me read it for you. A quote from Frederick Douglass. He says, where justice is denied, where poverty is enforced, where ignorance prevails, and where any one class could feel that society is an organized conspiracy to rob and degrade them. Neither property nor life will be safe. You know that's what that is time we're living in right now. The amount of friends I have, skilled friends are not working and they're suffering. They have their family, they have their mortgage. You understand? This is what is going on in Dominica, you know. It is not it is easy for, for maybe Dr. Finn and everybody to stay in their comfort zone and think, well, what do people call in and talking about this joke? But we haven't started digging shit here that's going on in Dominica, you know. We haven't started looking at it and all those things I quote from Patrick Douglas. This is relevant in Dominica. Poverty is actually enforced every day. These guys worth billions. The advisors and the dime in the henchmen of Skerritt with Nanton and all these people. Right? The, the, the Lawrence lawyers, Alec Lawrence, Lennox Lawrence, all Swedish people. We could do things like, for instance, we could organize probably somewhere uh, scores of Dominicans come down to vote. I think scores of Dominicans need to take leave simultaneously and come and join certain things, certain movements to get, um, resolu to get resolution to certain problems that we have, like, for instance, the, the cleaning of the lease, you know, the, to resolve all the, all the, all the situation, all the, all the constitutional problems that we have to do with election and all these things and this big cabinet. Probably the other thing that you may be organized. That come down in the hundred, come down to three hundred people. I know that more, uh, sometimes thousands come down for Carnival Independence. And organize serious demonstrations and serious blockade, even to block mails and all that they cannot travel because they travel every week. That's how they make the living, my brother. They go away to sell passports. I don't know if you know, there's a rumor that the president elected now, his wife sells passports, his company sells passports. You know, there's a lot about this man since I, 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 I claim that there are some, some things he did when he was PS that should not have been done. He should not have been president for that because it is unethical and lacking of integrity, right? And um, so many people know my voice and they come into me and tell me situations they know of where that man does not really have integrity and ethics. And people call and talk about how good he is, how qualified he is on a CV. CV is not enough for me. A man in that office should be a man in the central ground, should be the backbone, he should be from the middle ground. That's where that man should come from. You understand what I say? That's what I say for tonight. But it's really, really hurting with what's going on. And sometimes a lot of us don't know what's going on on the ground. Because I, I, I speaking to people who are my staff. I consider a guy that works on radio and he was saying so much nice things about it. And I tell him, he watched me all day and he said, well, he never knew that, you know. He always had it. People fear to talk about these people because everybody wants a little thing. Everybody, they fear these people. 
because of the level of victimization and oppressed, you know, by oppression on, on people. They are really degrading the people. We need to look at that. At, at, I don't know if you know, you know the, 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 the chronology of, of Fiji, right? What happened to the Fijians? Right now they are food, they are last class citizens in their country. Sometimes we get too much bloodshot, but that might be the only way I think blood must shed to get away from that misery we're going to be facing in the future. Thank you. Okay, thank you very much, uh, Kola. Thank you very much for this um, call and certainly for hearing your concerns. Um, you know, so many things are going on in Dominica at this time. And of course, this is just, as we said, the tip of the iceberg. That's what we, we are hearing and knowing about. I'm sure that there is a lot, a lot more stuff that is going on that we'll be hearing about. Um, we'll take a short break and we'll be back with the wrap up in just a little bit. Abandoned Life Ministries is what you need. When in Dominica, visit us in Point Michel or tune in to our live church service broadcast Sunday mornings from 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. on TVN Radio. That's Sunday mornings live on TVN Radio, www.thedominican.net slash radio live. For more information, contact Pastor Prince at 767 276-2297 Abundant Life Ministries Celebrating the Gospel Looking to get the word out about your product, sale, or website? Advertise with TDN Radio TDN Radio attracts visitors worldwide so you can be sure your message will be heard Affordable rates are available so contact TDN Radio by email at radio at thedominican.net and put advertise rates in the subject line. Or you can call 202-525-7231 and advertise with confidence. Looking to get the word out about your next event, product, sale? Yes, good evening, caller. Go ahead, please. Okay, we seem to have missed this call. All right, let's just go quickly around. Um, we for panel, we are just about out of time. So let's just get the final thoughts from the panel. Well, well for me, uh, this is Emmanuel. Yeah. I, I want to wish um, everybody in Dominica well. I mean, times are hard throughout the world. But more than that, I want to wish the opposition well. I certainly want to wish the government well. I certainly want to wish, wish the Prime Minister's office well. And, and I want to emphasize the Prime Minister's office. Um, so you know, I think I think we have a country to preserve here, and obviously we are going to have um, differences, and that's fine. That's that's the that's the essence of democracy. But at the end of the day, Dominica belongs to Dominicans. Whether you live in Woodford Hill or Washington, uh, whether you live in Castle Bruce or Connecticut or elsewhere or on the Lapline, I think that infighting here is just going to kill us. And the sad story here is that. While we are fighting, other folks are overtaking our country. And I just want people to think about that. You know, while we are fighting, and I would just like Bruce Buster to be a leader. He's not a leader, in my opinion. He's a brawler. He's the political leader of the Liberal Party. He's a leader of Dominica. Leaders lead. That's what they do. Um, and I would also tell people 
go on the side of history like Sir Brian Allen to keep on doing what you're doing and and distractors like Reggie Austria and others. I wouldn't worry about these 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 guys. I mean, again, history will 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 set the the the, um, the record straight. Okay, thank you very um, much, Doctor Finn. We are quickly running out of time. Um, Doctor, um, well, your final yeah, thoughts. This is Sam. Let me just say quickly that um, you know, I want to encourage the people of Dominica, encourage the people of the Nature Island, and know that you know they need to stay strong, trust in God, and He definitely has the whole world in His hands. And in, at the same time, you know, the ones who have been fighting the struggle for the, for for the past ten years, they need to know that we are there with them. Those of us who are out of the country, we are still we are thoughts are with them. We are praying for them and keeping them in our prayers. And as well, you know, think about the big picture, not just worried about the, the, the little things or the things that are that have passed or the mistakes that are that have passed or not worried about how many people show up to a, a protest. That's that's not necessarily what's gonna make the difference. Um when it's time to vote, that's when you, you, you can really Make a difference. Well, okay, Sam, thank you very much. Let's just take this last caller and then we'll go to Malone and wrap up. Caller, go ahead, please. Hello, good evening. Yes, good evening, caller. Can you hear me? Hello? Yes, I can hear you. Go ahead, please. Yeah, you know, I just want to share my, my, my um share my little one sentence as to what is going on in Dominica. What do you really have right happening in Dominica? Dominica has been hijacked by a, 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 a bunch of criminals, and really and truly, it, um, it's going to be really difficult to get Dominica from from um, to, to take Dominica away from those criminals because like um, they have actually bought all the all the institution, they have bought all the all like the, the people that are supposed to be speaking out, they they actually they they, they pay them, they, they bought them. So you know we have a real hard task at hand. So right now it's I'm at all hands have to have to come on deck right now to really um to take back our country because like I said, um this this criminal enterprise government they will do any and everything to really hold to um to, to have um to have power, my brother. And this is a real serious time. Thank you. Okay, thank you very much, Colour. We are in fact just about out of time. A quick word from Malone and we'll wrap up. Yes, um, let me just say quickly, let me just congratulate um, the people that came out on Monday. And um, I hope they'll come out again whenever they are called. And to the people who did not come out, or the people who don't feel that this is, um, this does not affect them, it is just a matter of time when the lawlessness in Dominica will be at their doorstep. So, you know, it's going to be made now, they will see it, and it may be sooner all of us think. Okay? All right. Well, thank you very much. Let me say a very special thanks to all of you, the listeners, of course, and to my panel. For those of you that called in, for those of you who tried to call in, certainly we were not able to take all of your calls. We do apologize for that. But we want to thank all of you, of course, for joining in this very important conversation about our country, the country that we all love. We pray that the people of Dominica will stand up for what is right, will, despite or in spite of their political affiliation, will stand up ultimately for what is right because in the end that is what is going to make us stand out as a proud nation do not allow yourselves to be duped do not allow yourselves to be brought down by people who have 
other agendas but to uplift the Commonwealth of Dominica. This is TDN Radio and Q95 FM radio station. I will be back on your radio in two weeks' time with another very important um, topic of discussion. We will be talking to the ladies who will be taking part in the competition, in the Madame Wapduet competition scheduled for New Jersey on the 20th of October. That will be our program on the first week of October 2012. My name is Thompson Fontaine. Let me encourage you to have a good night and I look forward to joining you again in two weeks. Thank you.